0: by the message of an angel, may, by his passion and cross, be brought to the glory of his resurrection, through the same Christ our Lord. Amen.
1: Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Catholic Radio for Your Soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone.
2: Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network, this is The Good News Show. And good
0: afternoon. Thanks for joining us today on this beautiful October 31st, All Hallows Eve for The Good News Show. An exciting time in the liturgical calendar and, of course, a lot going on in the next few days. Hope you have a wonderful All Saints Day tomorrow and All Souls Day uh, Tuesday, Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. <laughs> and, uh, of course, All Hallows' Eve tonight, uh, whether you're doing any activities or not, it's uh, an exciting time. And don't forget, tomorrow on All Saints Day, it is a holy day of Opportunity, a holy day of obligation, so that's a good thing. We have got a very very busy show, as typically is the case. In just a few minutes, I'm going to introduce you to a wonderful lady by the name of Tiffany Fisher, and she has for years been putting on what she calls Christian book fairs, and these are good good books, uh, and uh, that of course are Christian and uh, and primarily Catholic. And this coming Friday and Saturday, November 4th and 5th, she's going to have a book fair and craft fair at St Jude Parish in Allen on 1515 North Greenville Avenue. And so uh you'll hear all the details about that. And then uh, our dear friend Cindy Porter is coming in. Uh, Cindy and Steve, uh, I, I can't imagine that there aren't really many people that have been more supportive of, of uh, Catholic Radio than Steve and Cindy Porter, owners of Porter's Army, Navy, and Irving, and uh, they have a big Unite for Troops uh, Veterans Day event on Saturday, November 12th, and uh, she's going to be in studio to tell us about this and how you can come out and have some fun, support troops worldwide and uh, there's a lot going on, so she'll tell us all about that at about 25 after. And then I'm very excited, uh, we have Robert Opel in studio, and back on October 19th, the Catholic Foundation uh, awarded their 17th annual Art on the Plaza uh, artist, which is a uh, submitted, and then they have a group that that selects the winner, and then it gets blown up into the, the particular art piece into a 28-foot by 9-foot public art wall at the Catholic Foundation Plaza. And, and Sissel and I went out there thinking, oh, it's just going to be kind of this interesting little acceptance speech, and we were just blown away. I mean, speaking for myself, I think Sissel was as well. Uh, Robert is just an amazing person, as you'll find out. Uh, he's going to come on about 40 minutes after the hour. Full of life, great artist. He does murals, and he's just a, a great guy. And I think you're going to enjoy uh, hearing the, the the spirit of his, uh, just who he is. And uh, you'll you'll see. Just stay tuned. Forty after, and you're going to meet Robert Opel. He's the uh, the winner of this year's uh, Art in the Plaza competition. Okay, and uh, before all that, we got. Uh, Dr. Ray coming in town next week we want to give a, what? a Dr. Ray's coming <laughs> our, our <laughs> penultimate update on good news show because yes. we will be on next Monday talking about it and by that I'm pretty certain It'll we're going to say yeah no no seats remaining but uh, what's the? Let me give the details of the times, and sure. you tell us how we're doing for seats. Uh, Dr. Ray Grandy and his uh, producer Dick Ross are coming in next Wednesday and uh, Thursday, uh, for uh, four total tapings of his TV show, Living Right with Dr. Ray. They're five o'clock and seven fifteen each of those days, Wednesday and Thursday next week. We had the opportunity to fill up uh, seventy-five seats for each of the tapings. Uh, so, basically, a total of 300 people uh, for those those four tapings, and uh, it's going to be at the CRM studio right across the street here in Las Colinas, Glenn Beck Studios, and we did it four years ago. It's so much fun. He's got great guests coming, So, uh, and we're near capacity, and so what, what's the situation right now, Cicel? Yes,
2: uh, near capacity is a great way to say it, Dave. We're very, very near capacity. The two later showings, the 7:15s on both Wednesday and Thursday, are basically filled at this point. Uh, Dr. Ray's team did ask us to slightly overfill um, because there's always some no-show, and we've done that, and those, so those are pretty much closed up at this yeah. point. But the Wednesday at 5 p.m. still has a, a decent number of tickets. I'd say about 25, roughly, from what I'm saying. We have a 52 filled, so 25 or so uh, still to go for that one. And then the Thursday uh, at 5 p.m. has really only about eight seats left. So we're okay. very, very... Um, so we're like
0: 67? or is, is it, that, 72
2: uh, is, at the, oh, is what okay. we have for the Thursday, um, and then... The Wednesday we have 52 seats So I'm talking about with a little bit of Overfill but um, so definitely if you Have been holding out and wanting to go And you haven't (laughs) like sent the email yet this is The time because I don't want you to miss out on this Opportunity but we're very very soon I imagine the next couple days this is Going to be filled yeah I
0: mean like right now if you Say hey give me Thursday 715 We'll say sorry sorry sorry," (laughs) you know And uh, and really Wednesday 715 I think we gave our last two out This morning Uh, and so Those are booked and you can't get those so right now, if you want to go, uh, do us a favor. Say Wednesday, 5 o'clock taping. Yes. You got to get there about 45 minutes to an hour early. We will feed you pizza and thanks to some great sponsors uh, who have come forward. And uh, and will. just
2: going to remind everyone, this is an absolutely free event. Because like, you yeah. know how many times I've gotten emails or texts in this last week that's been like, oh, how do I pay for the tickets? Or how much are they? And I'm like, no, just, no. We should
0: just charge them if they're free. expecting to pay. I know.
2: It should have been like $100 <laughs> a seat. No. It's a completely free. This is just something we are really happy to be able to do. And it's a fun Little giving back to all of our wonderful Catholic radio listeners.
0: Yeah, it really is. So, all right. Uh, thank you, Sissel, for that update. And, uh, if you want tickets for, especially for that five o'clock Wednesday taping, kath at online.com. And, uh, we have the, we have the recording ready to, to roll, right? Uh, with Tiffany Fisher. Uh, we're going to play that here in just a second. But again, kath at online.com If you want tickets for five o'clock next Wednesday taping with Dr. Ray Garendi and his living right with Dr. Ray, it's going to be a great opportunity. And you get fed. And there's no no cost, as Sissel said. So, all right, let's go on to our uh, uh, interview uh, with Tiffany Fisher, and then coming up, Cindy Porter and also Robert Oppo. Big show, and uh, we'll get started right now. Well, I'm in studio here with Tiffany Fisher. She is the founder and CEO of uh, Christian Book Fair. They're found online at christianbookfair.org, and uh, they are having... A Christian Book Fair, uh, this coming Friday and Saturday, November 4th and 5th at St. Jude Catholic Church in Allen. And that is her parish. She's a parishioner at St. Jude, also spends time and is active at St. Gabriel Parish in McKinney as well. So, thanks for being on the show today, Tiffany.
3: Thank you, Dave, for having me. Um, I'm really excited about this event coming up. Um, i found, since I converted... And uh, became Catholic, I found that there's really a wonderful selection of Christian books available. And so, this event we're going to have um, over 400 titles of Christian books, as well as um, over a thousand uh, actual books there. And um, it's going to range anywhere from preschool ages all the way up until adult age books. And, um, there's multiple genres. It's, uh, it, it's really wonderful and it's beautiful to see all these wonderful authors. Yeah, and
0: I know some people, they hear Christian and they think, uh, it's just Protestant stuff, you know, cause sometimes the, I think I don't like this, but sometimes Christian and Protestant almost seems, uh, synonymous with each other. So these are not, am I right in saying they're, they're not all specifically Catholic, but they're not going to be anything contrary to the Catholic faith. Is that, is that right?
3: That's right. They're all going to be safe for yeah. Catholics. And the idea is that, you know, the heart of it is to be able to provide books that are safe for our children and for our community to be able to read, to enjoy reading, to grow in their faith, but also to uphold our virtues, our values, and our faith. And, um, and of course, there are, you know, a lot of wonderful Catholic authors. There's a lot of wonderful Protestant authors that we have available There are some books that we have that are just good virtues and character values that aren't necessarily, um, you know, specifically Christian or Catholic. Um, Like, for example, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory has Mm -hmm. really great values and it's a fun book for kids. Um, Most of them are Christian inspired and have are either Christian or Catholic authors. Um, I... um, I'd love to talk a little bit more about you know different types of books that we have there. Yeah, as well. can,
0: can I ask you? I'm thinking of like somebody like C.S. Lewis, who I don't know any Catholics who are opposed to him, but he wasn't Catholic. Uh, you know, he was from Northern Ireland and. Uh, but anyways, so there, there are so, certainly some non Catholics that, that write good, good things for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, I want to get into the books, but can I just step back a little bit and, uh, um, how long you've been doing this and why did it start in the first place? And I, I think you probably have answered that. You just want good books for kids, but, uh, <laughs> how long you've been doing this?
3: So 2016 was when it officially started. And, um, it, the idea actually originated when, I was first becoming Christian and I had my kids in the uh the preschool at the church at Saint Jude mm-hmm. and I was really excited because they were going to have a book fair. And it occurred to me that I didn't know where to find Christian books. Yeah. At that time I didn't even know I didn't even have a Bible. And um and so I was really excited about it. And when it came out, my heart sunk because it was a secular book fair. Mm. And the books were not inspiring. There were no Bibles. And some of them were actually even embarrassing a little bit. Like, here I am. I haven't been Christian for very long. But I'm seeing Easter books about bunnies and Easter eggs. And I'm like, you know... I haven't been Christian for very long, but I'm pretty sure this is not what we're supposed to be teaching our kids. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, it's uh yeah, it's just certainly better time better spent if they learn something that actually is connected to the faith for sure. Okay. Uh so you mentioned uh, I think a uh, 1000 books will be available and uh, did you say 400 titles or uh, a lot a lot of titles uh where how how do you discern what to include, what not to include, what to cut out um and uh, how do you get these books? What are some of the logistics?
3: I, I pray a lot about the books. I review a lot of different publishers in the books that they have. I go to bookstores. I talk to people. And um, and it's really amazing how God's guided me through this. Sometimes, you know, He just puts me in the path of somebody, or sometimes I just open a book, and it's right there that there's something inappropriate. and And I'm just... You know, I, I thank God that he, I just happened to open to that page and I know, okay, we can't use that book, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, you know, I was just, um, it's, it's really affirming to be able to have that happen too, where sometimes you open a book and it's like right to God. And, um, and it's, it's really beautiful. But we look for a wide, vi- a wide r- range of books as well. So different genres, different age groups. Um, that have different values, and we focus on, because there are really, really a lot of amazing books. Um, So, you know, we try to make sure that we have fun books and adventure books and history and um, mystery stories, but also things that are specifically um, have important topics about being pro-life, and whether it's for children or for older kids and it's um and then we look for you know self help books too and of course bibles
0: yeah and the flyer here says uh, this is uh, 400 plus book titles for adults and children so there are some books that'll be there that are geared towards adults, or what is the age range?
3: Yes, most of the books that we have are for children uh, from preschool to high school, and the reason is because we really want to be able to provide these book fairs for the schools. We want the schools and the teachers to be able to realize that there really is a good and valuable alternative to secular book fairs for their schools. Yeah, And um, and to be able to, a lot of the Christian schools have totally stopped doing book fairs, which is a disju- um, And <laughs> Uh, not good for the kids because the kids love it and, and we want to support them in reading. Mm-hmm. And so, but we do also provide uh young adult and adult books. Um, so we have books for teachers, books for parents, books for single people or married people or just people trying to grow in their faith. Some are fiction and, um, because of the holiday season, we'll have some holiday Christian inspired books. Mm hmm and um some fun uh, fantasy books for people that like that as well there's a really um some interesting authors that have developed uh, basically reimagined some of the fairy tales of old time and put some you know christian inspiring faith into that as well
0: yeah this is going to be a christian book fair and, and craft fair friday and saturday th- this coming friday and saturday november 4th and 5th, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Friday and 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Saturday. It's going to be at St. Jude Catholic Church in Allen, 1515 North Greenville Avenue. Uh, we have good relationship over there, Mary Boyle and Father Andrew. And uh, we were out there, in fact, for their fall festival doing a live broadcast. So um, great uh, parish out there, uh, four hundred plus book titles for adults and children, and uh, building character and virtue, inspiring heart, spirit, and mind uh, and Tiffany Fisher is the founder and CEO of uh, Christian Book Fair. Uh, just put a dot org get the end of that and you can find out more information about their mission and, and the kind of things they do. Do you have favorite Catholic authors? Anybody come to mind um, any, who are your favorites uh,
3: so right now, my kids are kind of the teenage age years, so I know uh, one of the favorites right now is uh, Teresa Wall, and I'm sorry, Leslie Wall, and um, she does like The Perfect Blindside and Where You Lead, um, are a couple of her titles that are enjoyable. And um, Humility Rules is a really good one for that age range as well, and that's published by um, Ignatius Press, I believe. Mm,
0: that's one that's kind of funny. Uh, it was uh, like a priest or something, I think I interviewed him one time before. I don't know if we're talking about the same book or not, but uh, I, I think I know this one. Well, in, in this day and age, um, w- you know, a lot of social media and, and uh, you know, uh, are, are, are kids reading as much as maybe they were 10, 20 years ago? Are they reading enough in your estimation? Uh, how can... Parents encourage more reading. I know those yeah. are three different questions, but what would you say about that?
3: I think um, you're right, especially with how uh, bombarded the children are with all kinds of different social medias and other influences. It's so important to have kids, you know, unplug and get into reading. Um, it's good not only for the mind, but to also help them develop wholesome, good values and virtues. And um, I would, you know, it would be great to see kids reading more. There's still a lot of kids that love to read. And, um, but I think, you know, for me personally, as a parent, I, you know, I set limits to their screen time and, you know, they get, you know, a certain period of time as teenagers a day. Mm-hmm. And then after that, they have to find, you know, reading or some activity that's more wholesome for them to be able to do.
0: Do you find that? the families that come to these book fairs do they tend to be more like the homeschool like real serious catholic kind of kind of families or do you get public school families is it uh all the above people just getting supplemental books that they can read at night for their little ones or well who's who's your typical family or, or customer that comes to these
3: well mostly we do these for the schools so we get From preschool to eighth grade or high school Mm -hmm. that come and, um, they love the books. I mean, I am just amazed at like how many, you know, kids just get really excited about the book fairs. And even my own kids, I could buy my kids. I had one that was very avid reader, one that was just kind of in the middle, more artistic, and then one that did not like to read. And he has, um, you know, he would throw fit to read. And, and I, I would beg him and buy him books all the time, but then if I took him to a book fair, he would he would beg me for a book, you oh, know, because yeah. they get because so right, excited. Right there,
0: at they see him, yes. right? And yeah. he
3: gets to pick his own book, you know. Yeah, and yeah. it's it becomes you know a more interesting value to them. And they get excited about yeah. it, so.
0: I recently interviewed a gentleman, I don't know if this name is cross your radar, Tony Colink, and he wrote a series of books called the Harwood Mysteries series, uh, published by, um, uh, gosh, I forget which, but, but the, you know, it's, it's, he's got four of them published, you know, Raymond Arroyo is writing kids' books now, yes. uh, Anthony DiStefano. Yes. Uh so there, there's uh, there's a lot of people out there, yes. big names that are, are in this this market, but they all need to get publicity and oh, what, you're, what yes. you're doing. And I, I hated that Sacred Heart bookstore closed down. And yeah. so all the more important what you're doing with some of these Catholic bookstores no longer in business.
3: Yeah, Anthony DiStefano, he wrote an amazing book. I know that um, really touched my heart and my, my son's heart when we read it. Um, I think it was called the donkey that no one would. Play. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's my great. Gosh, it yeah, was so wonderful. It's a beautiful story. And um, and then yes, the Harwood series. We do have a couple of those mystery books in our series, and um, which kind of helps to round out our genres to have mysteries. And um, I'm not sure who the other author was. Um, we do have. Uh, I know Ascension Press recently um, published a, a number of new books. There's also a um, seven sacraments of the Catholic Church or seven sacraments of the church, and it's um, it's all done in Lego.
0: (laughs) You sell that one? It's
3: fantastic, and my kids loved it. Um, It's beautiful. And then we have, um, I'm a big fan of St. Thomas Aquinas. <laughs>
0: you got my book. Yes. And you it have has, some of those for sale on this oh, week? Oh, yes, okay. absolutely.
3: It's wonderful to bring in Thomas Aquinas' uh, genius in here and then also to apply it to um, activities and adventures. And we have um, just a lot of fun books, too, silly books. 115 saintly fun facts is really good. I think this is published by... Uh, oh, Ligori. And um, and then we have uh, this one is more for adults. This is Winning the War in Your Mind. And it's a growth mindset concept, but it's Christian oriented. Yeah. So I'm really excited about reading this myself. And um, this is a new one that was introduced by Ascension Kids. It's called The Curious Story of Jonah. And the art is just. Fantastic. Oh, it's yeah. Beautiful. Yeah.
0: I love kids' books. I just love, uh, the, the, the people that are the, the, the good writers. Like, I think, like you mentioned, Anthony DiStefano. I think he's a brilliant writer. We're down to a couple of minutes. Uh, so I know you've got a few more that you want to mention. Uh, Tiffany Fisher here with, uh, Christian Book Fair. I just want to give you the details. Go to ChristianBookFair.org for more information about what she does. And, uh, the, the book fair is going to be this Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. And this Saturday, uh, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., November 4th and 5th at St. Jude Parish in Allen, 1515 North Greenville Avenue, a Christian book fair. And you can find these, all these books that Tiffany has mentioned and a whole lot of others as well. Any, any last, uh, word of encouragement for folks to come on out, uh, this week before we, uh, close out the interview?
3: Um, yes, I would like to share. I am, um, we're big supporters of the families who have the courage to homeschool. And I would like to offer anyone who's homeschooling their kids, if they come by our book fair, just say, Hey, I heard about you on the radio show, and we'll give you a 10% discount. Oh,
0: very nice. Very nice. All right. 10% discount for homeschool families, uh, ChristianBookFair.org. And again, this Friday and Saturday, beginning at 9 a.m. each day, going to 5 on Friday, 4 on Saturday at St. Jude Parish in Allen, Texas. And uh, Tiffany, thanks so much. Good to see you. And thanks uh, thank for what you're doing. It's blessing a lot of families, I know.
3: Thank you for what you're doing.
0: All right. In case you couldn't tell, that was pre-recorded. But just like last week, to uh, to t- just worked out better for Tiffany to come in last week. But we are live again, uh, alive and kicking. This is the Good News Show, and got a full studio of guests. And William, of course, is uh, running our social media. So if you go to Facebook and you go to GRNDFW, you can see uh, behind the scenes as we talk now to Cindy Porter, and in just a little bit, uh, Robert Opal, the winner of the Catholic Foundation Seventeenth Annual Art in the Plaza Competition, is here in studio, and we'll show you an image of that uh, up on the Facebook page as well, that that winning art that's on display in the Catholic Mm -hmm. Foundation Plaza there, right right by the Guadalupe uh, uh, Cathedral. All right, so a week from Saturday, November 12th, uh, there is going to be a big event over at Porter's Army Navy. It's an annual event. They've been doing it for many, many years. It's called Unite for Troops, and uh, it is uh, the... Uh, the, kind of something that Cindy Porter uh, the, of Porter's Army Navy, she and Steve Porter have owned uh, this store for many years. In fact, it's a family uh, business, Our Ar- Porter's Army Navy, that goes back all the way to 1946, right yes. uh, around the time of World War II. And Cindy joins us in studio to talk about uh, Porter's Army Navy and this event in particular. So good to see you.
4: Thank you for thank you for having me.
0: All right, uh, I I just am so grateful for you and Steve. Uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, that's it, it's hard to find uh, more people who haven't who have done more uh, then you and Steve to support us in many ways. You always let us come out and do live broadcasts and you've all you it's just in so many ways. And the the the, the, the cakes for every single charathon with a theme on it and the meals and the wine and everything that you guys do. So thank you, first of all, for all that you do to support the effort of uh Guadalupe Radio Network.
4: Oh, I appreciate that.
0: So, tell us about this event. How long have you been doing it? Unite uh, uh, unite uh, for troops. Uh, it's going to be November 12th, as I mentioned, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., benefiting active troops worldwide. And there's a whole lot going on. We'll talk about that. But what's what's uh, the background, the history of this event?
4: Well, our, what we originally did was two days after 9-11. Uh, we all didn't know what to do in this world, so we decided to do something. We got with the Irving High ROTC. And we held our first event, supporting the victims of 9-11. Within two years, we were supporting our troops heading overseas. Mm-hmm. Uh, originally, we took all the supplies at Fort Hood. Then we started being the main group who took care of all the care packages for incoming wounded. And then soon after that, we started shipping worldwide. hmm
0: Wow, so it really grew significantly. So that's, uh, 9-11 was 2001, so this is about going on about 21 years or so for, as of this year. Did you have to show uh, to take a break during the pandemic, or have you been doing it every year?
4: Well, we had to take a break. Three, yeah. It's been three years since our last one. Okay. We have done some shipping in between, been able to still support, but we have not been able to hold this event. When we reached a point, you know, a while after nine eleven, of what our purpose wanted to be for our event, the purpose is not to get a bunch of stuff and ship it overseas. The purpose is to build a bond between we the people and our troops. Mm-hmm. We, when we the people bond together, that's the purpose of the event: to come together and then together we write letters. We ask you to bring supplies. We ask you to help pack boxes. And if we can, we 'll get things shipped out that day mhm
0: yeah a lot of a lot of us have to be reminded of that because if you go back into like the nineteen forties I saw a, a hallmark movie over the weekend that I thought was really good that was set in the the mid nineteen forties and the whole country was united for the most part, and the war effort and the bonds and the you know everybody was but that's we don't we're not that way anymore it 's a whole di- different country and uh, we we don't have that same, I think, sense of just natural respect for the military where they're on our mind, praying for them. And so times have changed, but all the more reason for events like this, right?
4: Well, that's the whole point. When Vietnam was, uh, I was in junior high, and I wanted to send a letter or some supplies or get other people involved. And I asked my mom about it, and she said no, because nobody was asking for it, and uh-huh. there was no way to get it to him hmm. There was no door. For us, Unite for Troops is run. If you want to do something for the troops, you let me know what you want to do. I will be your door. Mm -hmm. So it's not us putting on this event. This is an event for others who want to support the troops they come together.
0: As a logistical kind of thing, do you have to work with the U.S. government to find out how, where to send these, or how do you know where to send it, especially since now you're sending it to troops worldwide?
4: We were sending to USOs. Um, right now I'm in contact with the um, um, aircraft carrier
0: okay. that I'm
4: hoping to get them over to okay. this time. But uh, I'm, I'm working to find... Uh, Links to chaplains, and if anyone knows chaplains in the military, please get that information to me because when I'm working with a chaplain, then that chaplain moves out of that unit, a new chaplain comes in, I can continue to work with that unit. Mm -hmm. So that will give me more of a permanent connection.
0: And do you come from a military family yourself? Where did this uh, love for uh, military come in? Uh, I've come to you, and, and of course, Ar- Porter's Army Navy, by its very <laughs> nature, is you know an Army Navy store, right? So, how how did this uh, instill in you such a great sense of patriotism?
4: Well, I'm a my dad was World War II, okay, and he did not go overseas due to health reasons, but he was in the army. And to be honest, everyone we knew were all had served in the war. Mm-hmm. We were, were that first generation. And then coming into the Army-Navy store and seeing seeing how our veterans were reacting when we first got the store, because we've owned it 45 years, and seeing how much healing has gone on in the last several years mm-hmm. is wonderful. And that's uh, part of our purpose on our Veterans Day event is to honor uh Our veterans that come out there, we give them ribbons. We give ribbons to their families, active military, and especially the build star families
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and uh the we're talking about the unite for troops event uh, that is sponsored by uh porter's army navy cindy porter is here in studio with me stand by our troops and veterans it's a week from this saturday november 12th and it is from 10 a.m to 3 p.m benefiting after active troops uh, worldwide and there's a lot going on Uh, all all day live stage entertainment live bands um uh, you've got food—hamburgers, hot dogs, turkey legs, nachos. I mean, just for the turkey legs—that's I mean, that, enough to get me out there. Free games and fun for the kids. So this is like a like a, a festive uh, uh, kind of environment, isn't it's, it?
4: It's a big festival. Uh, we have live bands in the morning. We have a we have God's Big Band, which is the, uh, a a big band orchestra. Okay. And they come out complete in Texas with their choir. And then we also have um, fire tricks and police cars and big military vehicles. Um, just all kinds of different actions, different activities they can participate in.
0: Yeah. And you say you will have some military there, uh, What uh, retired military. I know World War II veterans uh, are quite up there in age. Uh, do, do, you, do you expect to have uh, – who, who will be representing the military there?
4: Well – Everybody comes out who wants to come out. Yeah. So we do some presentations on stage. I am hoping that Canine Companions, uh, they all, they award dogs to veterans. I'm hoping they're they're planning on bringing a speaker, and then um, Ambux which gives Amtrak's to disabled veterans. I'm hoping they'll do a presentation, and then our city worked with a company, and they were able to give a home to a veteran
0: mm-hmm. uh, this
4: year, and for her and her son.
0: I see you got the reptiles coming back.
4: Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah. Now, we have to be careful where we put them because not everybody likes the the <laughs> slimy things believe it or not and so we've got to keep them away from the kids games uh-huh. and certain things but uh, it's usually my most popular booth they love them
0: yeah I, tell you, I, I love them as well so yeah they're all in aquariums of course yeah. I think he takes them out and of course they're all the obviously non-venomous ones right. if people want to hold it optionally right right and uh, face painting uh, community involvement booths you, the Porter's Army Navy has meant a lot to the city of Irving in fact uh, a number of years ago, they they renamed the street that runs parallel with Irving. I mean, perpendicular to Irving Boulevard, right there next to uh, uh, Porter's Porter Way, right after yes. after you and Steve. That, that's quite an honor.
4: You know, when they did that, I thought, oh, that'll be neat on the Irving maps; it'll show Porter Way. Then one day, I was looking. Steve and I were looking for his phone. Pulled up Google Maps, and we were there. We're official. We're so are actually so, on so so they, made, they made the transition, <laughs> huh? Yeah,
0: that's very cool. Now we know we're real. Yeah, that is pretty cool, and, and it's always going to be that way. Yeah, yeah. So that that is quite quite an honor. Cindy Porter joining us here, uh, and I understand the the website is still kind of under construction, but yes. people can find you on Facebook and uh, various yes. social media groups. It's the Unite for Troops event a week from Saturday, uh, the twelfth of November, uh, ten a.m. to three p.m. and uh, Veterans Day. Is that Veterans Day, or when is it, uh, when is it this it's year? It's the
4: day after Veterans Day this okay. year. We always do it the Saturday after. But one other program we have this year, and it's called Trick or Treat for Troops. And it, I'm not talking about just tonight. I'm mm-hmm. talking about from here on, any leftover Halloween candy, bring it to us. You can bring it before, on, or after that day. But if you come that day, you can bring the candy, and we use them as packing peanuts oh, okay. when okay. we fill the buckets. Boxes So the kids can even pack their own box for someone in the military and put their candy in there and write them a letter.
0: I'm glad you said that because this morning I got some candy for tonight and I got a bag of 300 lollipops. And there's no <laughs> way I'm getting 300 kids at our door tonight. And so I, and lollipop is the kind of thing that that lasts, you know, right. and it has some, uh, so I'll, I'll be bringing that by on the, uh, the 12th. Uh, tell us about the items requested by the troops. Can people bring... Uh, Non-breakable um, items to the event on the twelfth, and that's what gets shipped off. Or what? What you've got a law, a big list yes. of things here.
4: The bi- the main thing we need are toiletries that have dates on them. In other words, toothpaste, shampoo, conditioner. Since we'd been closed down for three years, we had to empty the warehouse. Um, but any kind of toiletries, toothbrush, toothpaste, shampoos. Deodorant cannot be spray, a roll-on, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, snacks, they love any kind of candy or snacks. No chocolate, and um, then um, you know, if you get peanut butter crackers, you can get the go get a uh, flat rate, small flat rate box, fill them with peanut butter crackers, and keeps them from getting crushed. Mm-hmm. when they get shipped.
0: Okay, very good. And the event is free to attend, yes. uh, but then of course bring a little money for food and then otherwise is there anything else that they need uh, money for other than the well, food? Well,
4: we'll have food and we're going to have uh, like a we're going to have a raffle that's going to be like a dollar raffle for some things. Then we're going to have a um, gun raffle uh that will start at the event and then end on uh, December 7th, which is Pearl Harbor Day. Mm-hmm. And then Home Depot said they might be bringing us an item or two. Oh,
0: okay. All right. You know, hope it isn't one of those big 12-foot skeletons <laughs> that, that, that Home Depot has become famous for of, of late. Uh, so tell us about the store itself. Um, it's What's the difference between an Army-Navy store and a pawn shop, well, first of all? Is it similar but different, or, or, or what, what's unique about an Army-Navy store?
4: Well, we started off when Uncle, Uncle Ed couldn't find a job after World War II. He ordered some more surplus. It was brand-new set of tires, so that started. So it started off war surplus. Around the 1950s is when my husband's dad petitioned city council, and we became the first pawn shop. So our store carries a little bit of everything, plus whatever our community has asked for. So we have hunting and camping supplies. We have guns and jewelry. We have Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts, work clothes, work boots, um, We are celebrating our seventy sixth year in business, Mm. and um, it's just a it's a very community oriented place.
0: Yeah, yeah. Whenever I go in, I always feel like I'm with family. Of course, I just love you and Steve and Nick and the 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 crew out there. Uh, Yvonne is that her name? Yeah, Yvonne. uh, And it's just such a such a. But people need to go there, if only to just walk around and look at all this stuff, because there is a very Kind of, uh, you know, military feel of, as far as a lot of the, the the things, the fatigues and the boots. And, but you can get a lot of other things, very practical things like knives and guns and, uh, uh, just th- things for the house that you may need. There's caps and bumper stickers and, uh, you know, what, what other items do you sell?
4: Well, one thing you can do if you come in, be sure and tell, say hi to Steve and get him to take your picture. We're starting an area on our Facebook called People Porters. Uh, we have been doing it. We kind of backed off for a while. We're kicking it back in. And
3: um, all oh, no. of oh, so oh, a sudden oh, no. so my oh, mind no, went no. No, the Christmas
4: tree. Okay. Uh, send me if you get pictures any any veteran and get those to me. I am making ornaments with their with their picture. And I put their name and what uh, service they were in on the back. Okay. We're going to have the one, our last year's Christmas tree out there, and then we're going to be starting the new one for this year at the event.
0: yeah behind the counter at Porter's, you've got like hundreds and hundreds of pictures of people. Are those famous people that came through or regular folks, or uh, who are in all those pictures? because I always am mesmerized by <laughs> all those pictures behind the counter.
4: And the answer to that is yes. All of the above. All of the above. Okay. Any famous
0: people <laughs> that you can think of that off the top of your head that, that stopped by that you said, hey, can I take a picture and put it behind our counter? Or, uh, and who's the most famous person that's ever come in, to, you know, we, other than Cecil Anderson?
4: Yeah. <laughs> 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 um. Can't think of the name of
0: them at the moment. Okay, yeah, all right. So, all right. If it comes to mind, that's great. But uh, anyway, Cindy Porter here, uh, Stephen, Cindy Porter, dear, dear friends and supporters of uh, Catholic Radio. I could spend talk for the next fifteen minutes about the ways that they have uh, supported us, and we're very, very grateful. As I mentioned before, uh, they want everybody who's listening to come on out and support the troops. It's a week from Saturday, uh, the day after Veterans Day. Unite for troops. It's going to be uh, November twelfth. It's a Saturday. Ten a.m. to 3 p.m. I'm not sure if we're going to be doing a live broadcast. I think we are. I think we're going to go I out there and do so. a live broadcast, maybe from like 9 to 10 before it starts and uh, you know, rally everybody to come on out there. A lot going on, all day live entertainment. It's very family-friendly, right? Yes, yes. Uh, and uh, there's going to be music and food and uh, a static vehicle display. Tell me about that.
4: Uh, well, the static vehicles are like the military vehicles. Okay. And, uh, like one of them, if his cousin brings it, is like the size of an 18 wheeler. Okay. And it's a big military. And then we've got the fire trucks and the uh, police cars, and we're going to have two different fire trucks and an ambulance out during the day. Bounce houses. We have bounce houses. <laughs>
0: that is awesome. So, yeah, everybody come on out. It's free. Uh, just bring some food for, I mean, some money for food. And of course, uh, 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 lots of things that you, you can bring, uh, that, can be sent to the troops worldwide, uh, shampoo and conditioner, uh, razors and body wash, uh, beef jerky, protein. There's a whole list. Is is this found anywhere? Is it on, on Facebook or where can they yes, see this we, list? Yes, we have
4: a flyer on our Facebook page, so you can go to it and take a look at that.
0: All right. We have one more minute remaining. What else do you want to tell our listeners about this event or anything else about Porter's Army Navy?
4: Just... Remember the troops in prayer all the time. Remember every day, if our troops were to stand down in the morning, we would no longer be free by noon, Mm -hmm. wherever. They need us right now, and we can be there for them.
0: Yeah, that is for sure. And uh, it's actually a virtue to uh, – I know St. Thomas Aquinas uh, will will, will lump together the honor that we deserve, that we should give our parents and our country – He puts that together as, you know, because in both it's kind of like our honoring our father and our fatherland, the land that we were, um, you know. And so when we we love our, our country, we also have to love the people that protect it and protect the freedom that we have, which is what the military does. So thanks for all you do. We really appreciate you, Cindy.
4: Thank you. And if you see a lady and a little turquoise cart... Probably with the flag flying behind it, that's me. Just stop me and say hi.
0: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. If you see a guy, you know, with headphones on doing a live broadcast there, uh, that's me. Okay. But yeah, look for Cindy and I thank them for what they do. So thanks for coming into the studio. Great to see you. Steve, if you're listening, God bless you. And uh, thanks for all you do as well. And uh, we should give the address, uh, 600 East Irving Boulevard in Irving, Texas, 75060. Uh, You can email Cindy at unitefortroops at gmail.com. Uh, can i give the phone number um yes 972-579-1155 and uh,
4: parking is at the heritage center which is right around the corner on second street and it is at 200 south jefferson and there's a shuttle to bring you over
0: all right, very good. You thought of everything. Okay, so we're going to take a one-minute break, and uh, uh, Cindy is going to shuffle out, and Robert Opal, uh, our our wonderful artist from uh, the winner of the Kathy Foundation 17th Annual Art in the Plaza competition, is here in studio. You don't have to leave though; you can hang around if you want. You know, <laughs> and you can listen to Robert's interview. So he's going to be on next. First time he's ever done a radio interview, but he's a he's a great man and he's a great artist, and so I think you're going to enjoy our conversation with Robert Opal here in just a moment. So quick break, and we'll be right back.
1: Hi. I'm Craig Trzynski with BOMA USA, the Billings Ovulation Method Association. Would you like to support the mission of BOMA USA and hear inspiring testimonies about how the pro-life and pro-family message starts with NFP and why it's increasingly needed today? Please join us for our banquet on November 12th in Frisco with guest speakers Bishop Joseph Strickland and Dr. Danielle and Kyle Kessner. For information and tickets, visit events.boma-usa.org. Is your facility in need of additional meeting or classroom space, but there's no room in the budget to add on to the building? I'm Glenn Trehan, owner of Modern Fold Door and Specialties and proud sponsor of KATH 910AM. Modern Fold Door and Specialties can solve your space division problems by installing operable walls to create additional spaces. We also provide repair and service. You can contact us at 214-357-2572 for a free consultation or trwfamily.com. God bless.
0: All right, we're back. This is the Good News Show. Our last segment is underway. And uh, don't forget, we are on social media. Our wonderful uh, high school intern, uh, William Kirkendall, is uh, controlling all that and uh, does a great job. So if you go to Facebook and just put in GRNDFW, uh, you can see what goes the behind the scenes here. And you can even see Sissel's dressed up like a crayon. Okay, well, are they going to get the, the pleasure of seeing you on, on camera, Sissel? She's a purple crayon.
2: I am a purple crayon today. Yes, okay, I also yeah. just discovered that's how you you say crayon, Dave. Yeah. We say it differently. Now, William
0: <laughs> almost looks like he could be a black crayon. I don't know if you purposely, he's, he's, he's in... He, he, we,
2: we, we, we thought about this Yeah, beforehand. he doesn't have
0: the cool little hat, though. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have the little pointy hat. So, no, okay. Did you, did you already say that? Uh, uh, okay. Yes,
2: I got a cute little pointy hat. Yep.
0: All right. Uh, okay, so uh, Robert is going to sit down here. And, you know, I was just thinking, uh, there's, there's it would be hard-pressed to find a, a group that we've been close, more closely aligned to, uh, the CPLC we've been very closely aligned to, and the Catholic Foundation is the other group, and I, I know that uh, Matt Kramer and Michael George, Dorina Padian, Bill Kula, all the good folks over there, Cheryl Mansoor, have just been so supportive, and we've been so close. They're sponsors in the station, so whenever they do something, whether it's their annual um, uh, award dinner or it's the uh, Art in the Plaza competition, we're always there, and we just love uh, teaming up with them. So, uh, Sissel and I were invited back on October 19th, as I mentioned, to go to the um, Art in the Plaza award presentation at the Catholic Foundation Plaza right uh, next to uh, the Guadalupe Cathedral. And we've, I've been there. I've been to many of these and they're, they're always fun and we get to interview the artists and all that. But we were blown away when this gentleman, Robert Opel, got up there to speak and talk about his winning artwork, which is called Wings of Joy. And I was just, you know, I don't know, it just it just touched my soul in a, in a beautiful way to hear him speak and his childlike innocence and the way he spoke about his, his art. And so, I immediately asked him, we did a little interview uh, with him, and then I asked him if he would come in studio and uh, talk more about himself, his art, and also this Wing of Joy uh, painting, which is on display for the next year. Uh, out there at the Kathy Foundation Plaza, as I said, right next to the Cathedral, uh, Guadalupe Cathedral. And so, Robert, thanks for coming in. Good to see you here. Thank you. All right. So, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, you you gave a little bio um, that that day. Grew up and I think you described it as a, a almost like a Norman Rockwell kind of uh, yes. a childhood. Is that is that how you would describe yes. it?
1: Growing up in uh, Marshall and in Windsor, Missouri. Um, it's farm country, there's farms around, um, nature's all around, um, and it's just, you knew everybody and everybody knew you. Um, mm-hmm. People were known by titles for me because Dad would introduce his friends like Norm, the television repairman, and, <laughs> and Ralph, the, the preacher, and... They kind of had a title for us. Yeah, you know. yeah,
0: that's that's great. And so you grew up uh, obviously a, a great upbringing, and uh, you you had your dad's leather jacket there with you that yes. day, and you you know had a lot of people to thank. And mm-hmm. so how did the uh, you, you grew up in, 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 a, in an art
1: family, didn't you? Where, wasn't your uh, some of yes. your your mom or dad or who who were the artists? Well, my father would doodle when he would be on the phone, and I remember watching him doodle, and I would copy his doodles I wanted to yeah. learn what to do what my dad did and one day he saw my little legs sticking out of a cardboard box and he wondered what I was doing this cardboard box for so long so he got down when I wasn't there and found my little doodles on the inside um and there were his 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 sketches I was yeah. copying his sketches from memory so he said you want to learn how to do this I'll I'll teach you and he did very patiently. Mm-hmm.
0: There is a certain, like, natural talent an artist has to have, right? I'm I'm guessing not everybody can become a great artist. Uh, there is something God-given, innate, that some people have and some people don't, like me, <laughs> that right, doesn't right. have it. But, but God gave you a, a talent.
1: Yes, very grateful for it, yes.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I, I want to you to kind of talk about your this art wings of joy it's it's really beautiful in fact i think uh william is uh, do we have it up on the screen here if you're on our social media uh platform uh when i saw it 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 blew me away because it's just this huge huge monarch butterfly and obviously the, the 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 judges liked it a lot i thought the second place one was really beautiful as well uh, but yes, yeah, so we're showing it on the, the social media, and I think William actually has a picture of you in front of it Good. that he's putting yes. up there. So uh, of all the things you could have drawn, why, why, what inspired you
1: to draw the Monarch? So the challenge was if uh, the uh, you're supposed to show what the Arts District means to you. Yeah. It's right in the heart of the largest Arts District in the nation. Um, we got the Wiley, the Meyerson, the, the um, AT&T Performance Center, um, the DMA, the Dallas okay. Museum of Art where I work, very gratefully, yeah. um, the Nasher Sculpture Garden, uh, the, uh, the Tremel Crow, the Croatian Arts Collection is there. We, we just have a, a wealth of art. And so they wanted to kind of go, how could you show that? Well, for me, a butterfly, particularly a, a monarch, is just uh, the embodiment of beauty and grace. Mm-hmm. I mean, you watch them float and by, and it doesn't make sense how they can fly. I mean, they're paper-thin wings, and yet they can, with pinpoint accuracy, go right to the flower that they want to alight on mm-hmm. and get the nectar that they need. And, uh, and the beautiful thing about it is, is you know, they get the nectar from the plant, the, the, the flower, but they're also major pollinators. They're very important to our ecology. Yeah. Um, so they're giving and they're taking. They're gifted and, and they're giving, mm-hmm. um, which is what the arts does for me. I mean, you go to a performance at the Wiley, you see an opera. Or a ballet and you come away with something you know these people are giving you beauty and it uplifts your soul it uplifts your life and it affects the whole city and, and the whole world mm-hmm. art does that
0: yeah one, one of the things that really touched me when you presented on the 19th of october is uh, from a personal standpoint i i teach teenagers to mystic philosophy and saint thomas aquinas was a natural philosopher and he mm-hmm. believed very strongly uh, and taught that we come to know God through what he calls his effects, through the the observation of nature. And so, whenever I teach, I have the kids do this every week, is mm-hmm. that they have to find something in nature, whether it be a bird or a butterfly or a tree, and of course, that isn't God, that's pantheism, but this is the effects of God, this is God's creation, and make some connections. So, when you started speaking, especially with the innocence and the the reverence that you had for God's creation. Uh, it really touched me a lot, and I think that's something that often with technology people have lost this, these days. Is just that that just the, the awe and wonder of creation. But you clearly this was instilled in
1: you. Yes, yes. My grandmother uh, she had a garden, and people would uh, stop by and ask her how her garden would be uh, doing, and she'd show them, offer some tomatoes. Um, but not only that, my grandmother taught me how to do liquid embroidery, and I, I brought to the ceremony. I brought my grandmother's quilt. We, she and I share a love for birds mm-hmm. that goes very deep. And so she, every summer, would have a drawing on a square, 12 by 12, on white linen and uh, cotton, and we'd, she would trace it from a coloring book that she had of birds. And then she and I would sit down, and she taught me how to color them. And then after several summers, one summer we got home, and she called me, she says, Robbie, that was how I was known back then, Robbie, I, I think we have enough, of squares for your quilts. And I went, mm-hmm. what? And she says, well, what do you think we were doing all these squares for? Um, what colors do you want um, as the borders? I said, golden and, bl- and brown. And so she made it. Well, about five minutes later, she calls. She says, I miscounted. I'm, <laughs> we're going to need two more. And I, 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 somewhere in my little mind, I came up with the most brilliant solution I could ever ask for. I said, grandmother, could you make one? And could grandpa make mm-hmm. the other and sign it for me? Yeah. And so I have that 1978 and I have my grandmother's and my grandmother's uh, father's art and you
0: brought that with you I along did. with the leather the the leather jacket it. as yeah. well. You had a
1: lot of props.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think the 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 Kathy Foundation Facebook page uh, uh you can go back and 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 see your presentation. It, it was kind of loud and there were planes and yes. buses going by. I played it for my family mm-hmm. that that Sunday evening. That's how impressed I was with, yep. with with what the words you had to say and the the gratitude and, and thankfulness uh, that you had. Now, um this was the seventh time you you entered into this competition. Matt yes. kramer when he was introducing you kind of kind of gave that as an example of uh, fortitude and perseverance i'm sure you enjoyed doing it every year but uh, you, you 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 did took
1: you uh seven years before you before you wanted huh what were some of your other art pieces uh i did one where there's a parade of children uh, celebrating in different ways of uh, all the arts some of them were ballet dancers one was playing the drums one was writing a sonnet of a poem um, and one was just leading the band. He was my favorite. He was the bandmaster leading the others mm-hmm. on the way. Um, that was kind of a cartoony kind of thing. It was very sweet. Uh, another year I did um, a cardinal, a mother and a father cardinal with the baby cardinals in a nest, um, which of course goes back to my grandmother. Yeah. And,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. When you found out, how did you find out you won, and how how did you react? Uh, I, was,
1: like, I was waiting for the dark to go to work at the Dallas Museum of Art. And uh, the call came through, and uh, I was overjoyed. Uh, everybody at the dart station was like, what in the world happened? Because I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, this is awesome. Was it Matt Kramer that called? Yes, yes, yeah. Matt came, uh, Kramer. And uh, so everybody was like, what happened? And I was like, I won a contest. Oh, my God, my art's going to be up at the at the Founders Plaza. And, and they're like, congratulations. It was just, it, it, it spread Mm-hmm. so nicely yeah. and everybody
0: should go see this uh, I mean it go every year I mean because uh, there's always an art it goes for a year and I thought you know Matt I, either you or Matt made the point uh, of saying that it basically from this fall until next fall and this is when the monarchs are traveling right this, are. Is, this is when uh, I, I guess that's a, a coincidence because they can't change when the, the, the right. art goes up but uh, that's a pretty cool thing so from the, 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 the migration pattern of the monarchs
1: now until next year yes. uh, it's going to be a the whole time and it's very important everybody you need to go get some milkweed some it, it, it's a it's a plant that only the monarchs that's the only plant that they can put their eggs on it's what they need to to survive and we don't have a lot of it in our neighborhoods um everybody hears the name milkweed but they think weed i don't want to put a weed in my yard but mm-hmm. it's not it's a beautiful beautiful flower I'll and if
0: uh, and so I, uh, the other thing is, if you have milkweed in your backyard, you're going to uh, get monarchs. You're going monarchs. So if you want to attract them, I know times we've had some monarchs in our backyard. It's it, like makes yeah. my day. It's so beautiful. Can you talk uh, about the The process that, as you explained on the 19th about the caterpillar turning into a butterfly, and uh, I find this interesting because I see parallels with our own resurrection of the body. I was talking to my CCD class about it yesterday morning about how it seems hard to believe that you know we die, we decompose, we become ashes, and then we are to believe, as the church teaches, that our bodies will come back uh, and unite with our soul again. But this, to me, is a, a natural representation
1: of that. I don't know if, 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 if you didn't say that specifically during your presentation, but what, what is that process? So it's a metamorphosis that's almost like magic or a miracle. It really is. Um, the, there are four generations of monarchs that, that, that go through here in the spring and summer and, um, before they make the migration. And the last generation, the fourth generation, when they're born from a little egg, that's on the underside of that milkweed plant. Mm-hmm. Um, in about three or four days, they become a little caterpillar, and they molt; uh, their skin comes off. It's it's a it's a process about five times. And uh, when they've munched all they can on those precious leaves of that <laughs> precious plant, then they know it's time, and and they they uh, they slough off their skin, and it hardens into the chrysalis. And the chrysalis gradually becomes green uh, uh, to to. Uh, further camouflage them from predators, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. But inside that chrysalis, something amazing is happening. Their their body turns into mush. It just dissolves. And there is something called imaginal cells. I looked it up. I, I'm not making this up. Imaginal cells. And those are undifferential cells, The scientists call them. And what they're able to do, where they used to have, you know, little mandibles to munch on leaves, they will now have a proboscis. Mm-hmm. Uh, to suck out the the nectar where they used to have little bitty cute little feet to crawl on the on the vines they have long slender legs yeah. and then the most amazing thing where they didn't have any wings they have wings mm-hmm. and these little cells these imaginal cells are able to to instruct the cells on what they need to become yeah so it is a rebirth in yeah. a total different kind and They know how to fly. (laughs) I mean, there are no instruction manuals and and no training and no mother uh, butterflies there to help them. They just go, okay, I got this. They lift those beautiful wings and they're off.
0: Yeah, yeah, amen. You, uh, as you mentioned, you work at the Museum of Art, the Dows Museum of Art. You're a yes, docent. I'm a docent. Uh, and you said you give uh, a lot of tours for kids. Yes, fourth graders. Which I think is awesome because uh, a lot of times kids have to be awakened to the beauty of art. So, give us a little one-minute pitch of the kind of thing, why art is important to the average person.
1: So, um I start off with my docent tours, and all, every time I do the same thing, I show them some of my sample art. I hold up some drawings I do. And, of course, that is amazing to them. They're, they're happy to have somebody share art, just like yeah. my father shared art with me. And then I ask them how many of them are artists. And they will tell me, um, there's about two or three of them that will raise their hands, and uh, I say, no, 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 all your hands should go up, because all of you are artists, Anytime time you create a story... Anytime you make up a a song, anytime you dance, you're Mm -hmm. creating art, you're creating beauty. Um, And so then I show them to the museum, and we talk about architecture, and we talk about the the paintings and the sculptures. And then at the end of the tour, I ask them again, and and now how how many of you, again, are artists? And all their hands go up because (laughs) they realize it's not about how good, quote-unquote, you are. You don't have to meet a certain bar. You just have to create and we all can do that
0: yeah yeah that's and that's amazing uh so um tell, tell us um i mentioned if people want to go out and see the artwork it's mm-hmm. at the catholic foundation plaza and yes. I, I think uh somebody mentioned it's a great uh, like so do you put your arms out yes. and you can kind of like become the the, the 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 put yourself in the place of the butterfly it's, in, a, good, it's a great
1: photo op indeed it is yeah i've seen yeah. a lot of you know there's angel wings in many different cities i've seen those i've done it that I wanted my monarch wings that, that, I'm, that I got to do to be your monarch wings. You go in and you spread your wings of joy and take a picture of it, put it on social media, spread the word, uh, spread the joy.
0: Yeah, same man. You also draw uh, murals. This uh, this would not would this be considered a mural? It because, is a mural. because it's on the wall. A mural, by definition, is just something that's big and on a wall. Yes, but it can be any kind of art. Right? Yes, indeed. And I know you're you're in high demand, and uh, you're uh. drawing a lot of those murals. Uh Do you want to give any kind of contact information if people want to get a hold of you and talk to you about art or a mural or go to the Museum of Art or what should they
1: do? Um Sure. Uh I guess call me 972-896-7485. If I'm doing murals. i got five lined up right now. 972-896-7485 okay. or text me. 972-896-7485. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay, and people can contact us if they want to yeah. get a hold of you. So so thanks so, so much for what you do. I, yeah. I think you're a great example of just somebody who's uh, God has given a great talent. You're doing it for his glory. And uh, thankfully, uh, the Catholic Foundation puts on this. Uh, art in the Plaza competition every year, yes. and after seven attempts, they uh, yeah. they, they recognized you <laughs> as the uh, as the winner. And if anybody wants to go see this uh, piece of art by Robert Opel, it's called Wings of Joy, and it's a big monarch butterfly. And it's right next to the Guadalupe Cathedral in the Arts District, right. and it's a, I think it's called the Catholic Foundation Plaza. Yes. It's hard to miss. It's uh, 28 feet by nine feet public art, and again, thanks to the Catholic Foundation, you can find out. More information by going to their website as well which is catholicfoundation.com so robert thanks so much for uh, for being here it's uh, it's great to have another opportunity to speak to you and just uh, uh, let people uh, get to know the the man behind the art